So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops. And 
welcome to the 329th episode of Cinema PsyOps. That is 329 consecutive weeks of us always wondering what the fuck is going on, why the fuck this movie got chosen, and who the fuck is actually in charge here. All questions asked by my co-host, Matt. And here we are at the shores of the bunker. Ah, uh, the bunker. A great country with a booming economy and uh, other things that make things good. The bunker yeah. is only 300 feet wide, yet 1,000 <laughs> feet long. Yeah. <laughs> also, the bunker is home to many, many outstanding people. All right, so clearly you... And a lot of assholes. Clearly you haven't really watched Mondo movies, even though you know you kind of have watched Mondo movies before i mean i know i've kind of watched him yeah <laughs> so do you mean. do you remember what mondo movies really were no no but i know now that i've seen them i know what they are now that you've experienced them you have you are sure that you have seen others yeah. right yeah yeah right so basically just to kind of drum it up here mondo movies were a type of sensationalistic documentary where they already drew a conclusion that they were going to titillate or shock or for whatever reason and part of this had to do with the censorship laws of the times. You remember when they could show more sexual situations under the guise of it being an educational film? Ah, uh, yes, that's right. So they would go into these uh, nudie cuties where the guy would describe what's going on in the nudist colony life, but really it was just an excuse to film a bunch of nude models playing volleyball. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Or uh, the Black Love movie we watched. Yes. Which, which is supposed to be... Hi, it was supposed to be medical. Yeah, it was supposed to be a medical film. Well, that's kind of where the Mondo movies come from. Now, the first one that I think most of everybody pretty much agrees on, or at least uh, I would say the one that definitely started at least the craze was Mondo Kane. And does that title sound familiar to you at all? It does not. Okay. Well, it was a documentary like 1962-ish time frame. And yeah. um, I guess the, the, it means doggish world, Mondo Kane or like a dog's life or something along those lines. And it is kind of the first because of the Mondo Kane. And then everybody else started making these types of sensationalistic mock documentaries or fake documentaries or believable documentaries, or they were real, but it was supposed to be like a, a travel log or gr like a glimpse into a cultural experience or something like that. But it was to do it in such a way, and you're seeing that somewhat in the Italians as well, as to like sensationalize and like, you know, just kind of like be outrageous and kind of shocking and wacky. And it's this very like hip 60s tongue in cheek touchstone of how documentaries went, you know, and then they just kind of became this thing where like even a documentary you couldn't really take serious now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of where Mondo comes from, you know, and it's just you it's usually a pseudo documentary, but it's basically sensationalized taboo subjects. And it often gets right down to racism because um, in a lot of cases a lot of what a Mondo film would be is a Western culture looking at another culture and saying really highly offensive shit about them. Oh. Um, and so what I did here was a way for us to talk about these films but in a much gentler, much kinder fashion in that both of the films that we're discussing tonight are really kind of tame comparatively to what the other types of Mondo movies would be because we're yeah. just going to dip our toe in. And the reason we're dipping our toe in is I bought the box set sight unseen like a fucking jackass and now you have to watch them. <laughs> You're like, because you can't read some shit and you buy shit unseen, then fuck it. I have to suffer. Look, I like the look of the fucking packaging. I was stoned off my fucking ass on Delta 8 
and I fucking bought it, and now you have to watch it. Yeah, all right. I get it. <laughs> all right, so just to kind of wrap everybody's head around what we're talking about here, we're doing the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield and the wild, weird, wonderful Italians. A, both featured on the same disc, uh, the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield was the uh, main feature, if you will, and then the wild, wild, weird, wonderful Italians is like just a bonus special feature that they threw on, and that's why I've teamed these up together. Um, since Jane Mansfield's going to be the primary focus of our show for obvious reasons, because we're two fucking male pigs, Yeah, I've decided that the music for this week on the Patreon feed for the Pirate Radio Edit will be music from the years of Jane Mansfield's career give or take. Oh, there you go. I also did it in such a way as I have a, a song that was used and featured in a movie that starred Jane Mansfield at the height of her career, basically. And then the other songs are going to be the years of the releases of the film. The Wild, Weird, Wonderful Italians was actually made in 1963, but it got released over here to TV in 1966. This was a documentary that was shown as a documentary package. It was like, it was sold to TV stations as like a travel log type documentary package. This is one of them. So that's nice. that's why you're getting the kind of information you would read in textbooks. It was meant for TV. Uh, of course. So that's was released here in 66. So we'll have a song from 66. And then we will also have music from 1967, which is unfortunately, I believe, the year that the wild, wild, wonderful world of Jane Mansfield was released and also her untimely, unfortunate death. Yes. But up first, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad followed by Little Richard and the girl Ooh. can't help it. Okay. This will keep it quiet. <laughs> Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Till you like 
I know that this song is tied to the movie that Jane Mansfield starred in, but this song is forever indelibly marked on my soul by The Wildlife. The Wildlife. Okay, I think I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, where uh, Chris Penn actually is the wrestler dude. and Yeah. Yeah, super rapey. You remember that movie? We covered Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Yeah, there's an amazing striptease in The Wildlife where uh, they're going out for the bachelor party for Chris Penn's character. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Good that, stuff. that particular performance really, really draws your attention, just like the trailer for the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield. It's uninhibited. It's unforgettable. It's unbelievable. It's the Mondo Mansfield story. It's Jane's tour of the jet set capitals of the world. It's wacky. It's way out. It's the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield. Hi, I'm Jane Mansfield. I want you to share some of the wild, way out experiences I had during my last trip around the world. But what a trip, with scenes never before shown on the screen. You'll see some of the wildest nightclub acts in Paris. But when tragedy struck, it changed the ending of her movie career. You'll enjoy Jane Mansfield and Mickey Hargitay in the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield. Jane sees all, tells all, shows all in the fun-filled movie of the year. Don't miss the wild, wild world of Jane Mansfield. I think this trailer's going through a tunnel. I think so. Yeah, you called it at the wrong time. Speaking of that, let's move on to doing the actual review. Fucking A, okay, cool. I didn't know what we were doing there. All right, the wild, wild world of Jane's Manfield. Jane Mansfield. Uh, the first 20 minutes. Well, Jane's on a tour of the world, and uh, hell, she's going to explain it to you. That's our first clip. Hi, I'm Jane Mansfield. For the next couple of hours, I'd like you to come along with me. I want you to share some of the wild, way-out experiences I had during my last trip around the world. I loved Rome. My trip started at the famous Spanish Steps, built by Olivari 500 years ago. And what do you think they're most used for? That's right, a place where lovers meet. By day, the tourists stand around, hoping to see movie stars. By night, the Roman lovers come out, ready for... Well, you know what happens when night and lovers get together. When I started walking down the steps, there were all these dark-eyed Italian men. Some of them were yelling things out at me. Maybe it was a good thing I didn't speak Italian. Who can resist Rome? That's cool. Apparently Italian men are catcalling women, so that doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, so this film is a little bit of an oddity, and I think... The trailer pretty much says it, where it's already trying to tell you that it's a sensationalized yeah. documentary because it's saying it's a Mondo. <laughs> they, what do they say? Mondo Mansfield or something like that? Is the, yeah, the line something that like use. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, we, we know what we're in for. We know what this is going to be. And if you've ever seen any of these types of documentaries before, you instantly know by the feeling of the documentary that you were watching a Mondo movie. But yeah. until you actually...
actually watch a Mondo documentary, you don't know what they are. Like, you have to have already been through them to be like, oh, so that's what I'm in for. Oh, yeah, this is this is what we're watching. Right. And I think the main reason why Mondo Kane kind of became the touchstone or why everybody started calling it Mondo movies or a Mondo documentary or whatever, or why it became the touchstone is because of it just made maybe was like the most well-known of these types of wacky documentaries. But I mean, a lot of these pseudo-industrial type uh, educational films all have this really weird, quirky sense of humor to them anyway, because you got to be bored out of your fucking mind to make these things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I just don't get like when you're sitting there and go, you know what? Fucking, we haven't done a mondo in a while. We might as well make one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just do that. Well, these were a very short-lived thing. I mean, like yeah. sixty-two to like maybe like the seventies or so. But then there's, I mean, you could also say that Faces of Death is a mondo type documentary. Yeah, I suppose, uh, especially That's since true. most of that shit was faked in Faces yeah. of Death. And then there's and then there's traces of death, which we covered one of those, which very yeah. much is a mondo because they use actual footage of the deaths yeah. and things like that um and then it has that very sensationalized like talk over it and everything this one is really interesting and weird like i was always under the impression that this was a jane mansfield impersonator doing the vocals the whole way through oh really yeah and i was under the impression that this was just footage that was her vacation that they just cut together and then had someone dub over top of it and it was like the salacious thing to cash in on her death oh wow is that true apparently not necessarily and we'll kind of get into that a little bit more but like it really kind of confuses me now because like I used to feel like this was like super exploitative and like sleazy and shit I mean it feels like it is yeah like but uh, why would her husband sign off on this right but it's like okay so it's clearly her vacation video but this was something that um they were just cataloging a tour and they were going to make a little movie to sell and apparently she was still involved with this and they were shooting this over time from what I've read like this started production in 1964 mm-hmm. and they were shooting a bunch of different stuff and unfortunately before they could finish it is when she passed away oh jesus yeah but but these are like these are stage shots like she's going to do this traveling and she gets to do all this fun stuff but this is literally a mondo documentary that they're making about jane mansfield's travels and it's probably because her career at the time is starting to wane she's going off into these b movies and things and maybe she's doing this to kind of lift her star power and get a little bit of that kitsch going yeah that's my guess or at least maybe that was their target in the you know 1964 when they got started but I always just assumed that this was always made post her death, kind of like what they did with some of the Bruce Lee movies where they would take footage that had nothing to do with the movie that they were making, shoot a completely different movie and include the footage of Bruce Lee in it and say that Bruce Lee started it. Oh, I mean, it was definitely uh, made post her death. I mean, obviously, we know what the end is. So, (laughs) Well, I mean, it was finished post her death, but a lot of this stuff they were shooting with her knowledge and involvement and this was a planned thing. Yeah, this was a planned thing. Okay, I get what you're saying now. I always just assume someone snagged her vacation photo and made it. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, it feels significantly less sleazy and gross, and it's actually much more fun to watch when you know that, which is why I'm spending so much time to explain it. Gotcha. You are totally allowed to enjoy the footage of her vacationing and having a good old time as much as you want, is all I'm saying. All right. Well, uh, she then stops off at a fountain, makes some wishes because a dude gives her some coin, Uh, like all the dudes know her there and uh, uh, everyone knows her there and uh, they all want to be around her. Well, it's clearly um, staged. Yeah, of course. Uh, she goes shopping and uh, while she's shopping, a dude pitches her ass unsolicited. That doesn't age well. And 
it's uh apparently she says it's their pastime uh, so i guess it's their pastime to be creepy um it's not a good look for italy i i'm just saying uh, uh, she's this, basically this saying that unwanted sexual touching is italy's is, pastime in the yeah. mid 60s yeah that's not a good look for italy I, i'd be a little miffed <laughs> i mean saying that anybody's country's nationals yeah. pastime is sexual assault of a pinching nature is probably yeah. not a good look for anyone anymore no I, I, it was never a good look for anybody ever, but you know. But there were people uh, that were willing to overlook that it wasn't a good look in those days. That's that's also true. Uh, then she talks to she talks about photographers and how they will like the paparazzi will find stars and like practically tear their clothes off and then take pictures of them while they're half nude after getting all their clothes ripped off. And you're like Jesus Christ. Uh, so she said that's why the famous people don't even like. Uh, paparazzi that much and i'm like well not much has changed uh in the world then she takes a look at a playboy and all the nice pics in there of her uh thanks movie uh yeah so again this is something that she orchestrated are you getting the feeling of those uh nudist camp sex documentaries that we were talking about earlier yes yeah i get that a, a lot especially later on in this thing okay and having me tell you that whenever they started making this is when she started having her movie career wane into the b movies yeah I, and i think as comfortable as she is in her sexuality and the nudity with her body and everything i think she's kind of transitioning into doing nudie cuties and stuff and starring in them i think so with this or at least this that, was... that might have been the plan right i think so i think this was the lift to that i think this was the first step she's uh, dipping if, her toe in if, right this film is if dipping it weren't her, toe for her accident that. i think that that would have been a major thing so i mean they were just starting to heat up and she was already like the fucking sex symbol of this time you mm-hmm. know like like she had like a very very sharp arc where people just went nuts for jane mansfield up until her death and yeah. i do believe that had she not died in the car crash if the car crash had never happened and had she kept going on i believe she probably would have had her career fizzle out into nudie cutie or like some of the more sex charged like russ meyer kind of movies and things like that is where she probably would have ended up and i would have been all the happier for that and it kind of makes me sad but i just i got that sensation when i was watching it like pretty much here like this feels like she's dipping her toe in that kind of film yep exactly i i I feel like you are very correct on that. Yeah. Cool. Let's see here. Then uh, they go to, uh, to like the area, like for like the sightseeing. Uh, she goes to the area where Caesar was killed. Uh, at this point, from there, she's watching working girls change from daytime dates to evening dates. Not only uh, is she, but dudes with binoculars from miles yep. around. Exactly. And there's even a dude over there getting changed as well. So you know, um, they do try to play it up salaciously by making you yeah. feel like, oh my. God, look at her back. And then when it turns and, around, turns out it's a guy you're supposed to get yeah. like gay panic and, and or something. I feel like I, I feel like this was one of the first attempts at trying to be kind to the homosexual community, but it really doesn't land all that well. It's a beautiful landing in the wrong airport. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, that, I mean, I, 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 I get what they were trying. I feel like they were trying to be kind. And like at the time, they definitely would probably seem very salacious and liberal and all that and here it just nah man it's still not good because she's constantly like saying it's weird she doesn't understand it you know all that kind of stuff you're just like oh (laughs) 
I don't, I think that the fact that the, the confusion and everything that's going on like that, they're trying to make it still kind of whimsical and playful. Yeah. And given the time frame, um, I, I would say that they are being explicitly kind or as kind as you can expect. For the time frame, they the, are being yeah. very kind. And they don't... Well, it while some of the dialogue for some of these the sequences where there's like a lot of the the trans uh, and also even drag shows that she's at because I think there's one of them where she's dra- judging a drag show, but yeah. there was a specific she's at a drag show at least right, and then there was like the specific like a, she was at a club that was like a gay club and. It was basically dress and drag night where uh, females would be dressed as males and males would be dressed as females. But it doesn't, we don't know how any of these specific individuals identify. So the outwardly appearing males dressed as females and the outwardly appearing females dressed as males in this scenario, the way that she's trying to describe it, especially for like 1960s, unbelievably progressive and humane. Um, Looking at it and listening to it from our eyes now, we really can it gets cringy absolutely but Mm -hmm. i feel as though this is like an ant trying to come to terms with and understand what it is that someone that just came out to them is telling them about themselves you know like (laughs) like trying to parse it out and understand it and sort of just get like a like wrap their head around it about what it is like it feels more like that where it is cringy discussion and cringy talking points but it's because someone literally does not understand, not because they're coming from a place of disgust. Mm-hmm. At least in this, that's at least that's how I felt while I was listening no, to it. No, I, I totally agree with you. Like I said, for the time, this is liberal as hell and very trying to be understanding and very nice for the time. Yeah, this is what got JFK killed, this movie. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. All this shit. <laughs> yeah. This was just so liberal, the conservatives had to clutch down and just destroy it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the Bay of Pigs or trying to, you know, bring in the Cold War. It was definitely this. <laughs> this is definitely why. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, we're not even near that point. We'll have to take all this, put it over there. Oh, it's fine. We can talk about it out of context because there's a lot of stuff to mention. And if we, if we deal with it, when it comes to your mind, then when it actually happens, we can kind of just mention that this was the scene we're talking about. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then she visits the Coliseum and thinks about all the orgies that would happen after the fighting was done with the gladiators. So, you know, salacious and everything. She has visions of gladiators fighting soldiers and, and war and shit. You actually see that. Uh, yeah, that's um, stock footage from other Hercules movies that I believe she starred in. So they just kind of pushed it course. in there. <laughs> it's about uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that is great. She, uh, of course, has to check out a football game. Uh, you know, actual football. Not American football. And uh, she is, uh, uh, you know, fawned over by dudes as she walks through there. They all want her autograph. And pawed at a little bit. Yeah, pawed at. Definitely. Every time you see her around a group of men in uh, Italy, she is pawed at. Um, this is not a good look for your country. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, then she wants to check out the Park of the Gladiators, which is a bunch of statues of gladiators. She can't get in, uh, but she imagines all these uh, statues coming to life and, you know, lifting weights and flexing and shit for her. Um, then she imagines what fighting a three-headed dragon, which I'm sure is from another movie she was probably in. All of this shit is stock footage or footage of bodybuilders and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's then, visual beefcake for the ladies until the dragon shows up and then it's just fucking filler. Yeah, and then, and then one fight's a bowl too after that so uh that 
<laughs> and uh, uh, then, you know, uh, once that's all out of the way, she heads to Cairns and uh, uh, and uh, on the way to Cairns, I should say, when she's she's heading to Cairns, she's driving, she sees ladies on the roadside and dudes will pull over and bargain for a date. Uh, so three you know. bucks American. Yeah, right. Not bad. Not bad. And that's the end of that first 20 minutes. I just want to state that three bucks American, even in 1967, was pretty fucking good. It's really cheap, man. That is like, you could do better. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost feel guilty. Like, I almost want to give every lady a 10 just for putting up with me. I, I mean, you should, I mean, at least a fiver. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> right, like that's at least a 20% tip, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, something. I mean, listen, uh, my wife has to deal with me, and I, I think that's enough. <laughs> and I ask her how much I owe her, and she says that's not a bill I can ever pay until I die and my life insurance kicks in. So, yay me. <laughs> oh, that got weird and grim. Yeah, well, I am weird and grim. All right. <laughs> all right, we're uh, in the 20-minute mark here uh we kind of have discussed all the stuff that we needed to and laid it out but this is a lot different than the other types of movies that we're talking about so we kind of had to do some of the groundwork up front and i'm totally all for just moving on all right cool uh well she arrives in cans to start the next 20 minutes uh she signs some autographs gets some pictures taken and then she uh dances to some new music with a band and this is a lot of filler a lot of music being played she's dancing around uh i think that's from one of her movies too i I haven't seen every Jane Mansfield movie, but it sure feels yeah. like it. The it band does, doesn't yeah. look like they're plugged in and the singer didn't have a microphone, so I don't know how that audio could actually be there unless they were just staging it that badly, even for this mock documentary. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it, had it had to be had a to be 60s that. movie that she starred in that they just cut to. Yeah. Agreed. Um, then she decides to visit an island that has a famous nudist colony on it. She talks to some nudists who are all sitting there. They're all, you know, women are topless. All right. Um, she decides. <laughs> Thank you, documentary. Thank you, documentary. She decides she's gonna take off her top. Uh, Thank you, documentary. Yeah, that was nice too. But you know, you don't actually see that she kind of teases that, and people are definitely watching uh, all of that. Um, and then there's this little lack of a better word. It's a feet dance. Cuts to a feet dance. Two sets of feet. They pretend like they bone and all that, and then they done and they go away in a curtain wasn't one set of feet disappointed in trying to wake the other set up yeah i think so and then that set kicked them like hey i'm done yeah 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 but yeah it was just weird i've seen weird. i've seen a comic routine like that before i think in vegas one of the variety shows that i went to yeah <laughs> had something similar to that i don't know if it was the feet fucking but something similar to that before with that type of uh you know just like set of feet doing something it was yeah. it was weird i vaguely remember it and i had a lot to drink and smoke that weekend <laughs> well I mean, sometimes that shit happens. (laughs) Right. But anyway, like, I I get what they were trying to do, why they were including it because of the sexual humor and stuff. And again, this is Jane Mansfield dipping her toe into the sex film of the time. Uh, Yes. Um, She then, however, travels to Paris, and that's our next clip. Day later, I was in Paris. What a difference from the Isle of Levant. From the warm rays of the sun to the warm stares of my public. I just didn't know which made me happier. I was on the famed Champs-Élysées, the boulevard of broken dreams, the most famous street in the world. I made an appointment to visit Fernand Aubry. He's one of the most well-known cosmeticians in Europe. I could hardly wait to get on his fabulous workbench. I almost got lost. 
But one of those nice French policemen pointed the way. Fernando Brie is famous all over Europe. Movie stars flock to him whenever they're in Paris. You can go in feeling grubby and heavy in the hips. When you come out, you feel like a teenager. You get the whole treatment. He checks your complexion, then he prescribes the right amount of sun lamp treatment. The right places for a massage. It's just so relaxing that you never want to get off the table. Monsieur Aubry let me look in on a couple of girls who were getting their treatment. It looked awfully soothing. Thank you, movie. Yeah, that's nice. This is uh this wasn't a bad way to spend your time in a documentary. Yeah, there's um, there's sequences of this film that make me really glad I have it on Blu-ray. Right, right. Yeah, the Tomlin lady, she got she got she got rubbed up on. Um, <laughs> it was rather an enjoyable to witness, yes. Yes. Uh, then uh, Jane checks out a flea market and talks about how you can find great deals and good stuff. Just don't be like a fucking tourist, I guess, and everything will be fine. Um, uh, she then checks out the Eiffel Tower. But right before she can go up there, she gets picked up by some Hell's Angels who were there from uh, California, apparently. Yeah, she's like talking about supporting the local boys or something like that. I'm yeah. like, it's not the fucking military. And I'm pretty sure those aren't the Hell's Angels. Yeah, no, those those definitely weren't the Hell's Angels. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Hell's Angels never, they don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the 60s, I could see where maybe they could have, but there was no patch representation at all. And unless there was another motor club they had to worry about in Italy at the time, they would have been fine with their patches. It just, I also, don't, I don't get it. I don't see the Hells Angels heading out to Paris. <laughs> I mean, it's plausible. They're all over the world now. So, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> it just, I don't know. Something about it just seems to ring false for me. I think it was just some group of kids that she wanted to ride on the motorcycle. So they did it for the shock value and like, oh my God, he's going to run off with her. Yeah. Because they kind of make Something it seem like, like they're going to do that. And then he just brings her back around. But, well, then she goes up to the top deck of the tower. Um, she watches some young lovers going at it outside, just enjoying their time, apparently. Uh, then she sees a hotel there where you can apparently get special room service. And we see a guy rings room service and a woman comes in and she takes off her clothes and they start going at it. Thank you, room service and movie. Thank you, room and documentary. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Just thanks, everyone. <laughs> that, that seems like a kind of button that I could get behind in a hotel. Yeah, right. Yeah, just, you know, just careful. <laughs> <laughs> right, wrap it up, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whatever you do, wash your hands afterwards, all right? Um, <laughs> Definitely, and always have prophylactis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then we see another woman. She's uh, preparing for a date and uh, gets a uh, shower. And Jane talks about how uh, the people in Paris are just the cleanest fucking people, apparently, in the whole entire world. So... Um, good, good, good for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it gets kind of salacious and weird here, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Uh, and this lady showers, so you're just like, I mean, all right, I'm not complaining about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's still a thank you movie. I mean, they paid yeah. to film someone showering and shit, so not uh, not a not a bad way to go about everything, I suppose. <laughs> um, we have definitely seen worse in some of the mocks, like documentary sex films that we've covered on this show. Oh yeah, definitely. That is uh, no truer statement has ever been said other than that. So <laughs> the entirety of Black Love is going to be overly offensive compared to anything that happens in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. 
And then um, another lady welcomes a couple of little people into uh, in, in, into her room. Yeah, um, and then they discuss about how little people need love too, but they have to yeah. pay for it in in Italy for some reason. Yeah, uh, I mean not that the not, not the best message, but it's not the worst message. <laughs> I, mean, but, I mean, like it could have been a little more sensitive. Yeah, and a lot less salacious. Vast. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also a Mondo and documentary, one, like, and that's what it's supposed to do. And was one pretending to be a tall person that they got down like there were two people in a trench coat? I think so, yeah. I, I don't want to go back and relive that moment of my life. I'm already ashamed that I watched it. Thank you. All right. All right. I just, I'm just checking on stuff. <laughs> just just um, if I had to think about it, I, I wanted you to have to think about it again, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this movie did stuff to us that we didn't want it to. No, no, it's it's, it's definitely letting us know that we are we are giant pieces of shit. So, uh, but anyway, and then we see another uh, uh, lady sunbathing nude. And uh, guys are watching her do that. But, uh, I mean, thank you, movie. I mean, that I get to see a thank you, movie. But do you have to yeah. show all those guys around there leering at her like I am and making me feel dirty about it? Fuck off. Yeah, that's 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 mean to do to us. And I don't know why you would uh, why you would have to uh, be that way. Because it was cute and kitschy and funny that the men can't control themselves and they're acting like that back in the 60s. But when we watch it now, we know that it's wrong and it feels gross. It's wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> and no, this, wrong. this is not a king shaming thing. This is a be respectful no, to other human beings and treat them like people. How dare you talk like that? What are you? Some sort of, I don't know, liberal person? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, good. <laughs> I'm happy for you then. Um, and actually, that's the end of that 20 minutes. All right. So we've already talked about the salaciousness of this, and we've kind of hinted at some of the dialogue and the language. And we're about to start getting into some of those sequences. We're not quite there yet. But the film has already shown us a lot of titillation is best yes. the best term for it, whether it's actual naked boobs in our face being rubbed down and tanned in black and white or shots of Jane Mansfield's Playboy because they bring that back every like 20 minutes to keep your attention yeah yeah like, hey guys remember this huh? <laughs> like they even, huh? yeah they like they have like footage of someone flipping through the magazine showing each individual shot and she's like she had to have it special ordered while she was in italy yeah yeah <laughs> she had to get it because they wouldn't sell it in italy so it's black market material yeah or something along those lines and like i'm just like black market whack material that's a band name yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a bad name. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting touchstone of the time because it's very clearly wearing its heart on its sleeve is what it is. I mean, we've already talked about it. There's no discussing it. There's no arguing it. There's no saying that this isn't the case. This is very much a sex film of the time, or at least Jane Mansfield dipping her toe into it to see how it goes. You know, like to kind of see if this can revive her career or if maybe she has a future in making these kind of salacious movies where she can can do little travel logs and get naked through them and then that she'll be able to sell them to places you know and, and stuff like that it just feels like it's an attempt to transition into this yes uh, i i completely agree uh, some of the stuff that we're about to see some of the contests and things and the club appearances this was what she was doing for a living at the time was making these appearances and they're just filming it and making a travel log documentary to make extra money on it so it's just another oh. it's another hustle it's another gig it's another way of trying to bring in some income and i'm not trying to be disparaging about that i actually respect that hustle of like yeah. getting all that stuff together because these are all paid gigs that she's doing and appearing at and you know the judging and contests and stuff that she's going to be in and they go 
ahead and they just bring their own stuff and they start filming these things while she's there because it's her appearance. And then they make a documentary about her. But they ha- they hype up the salacious elements of it. They hype up the sensationalism and they kind of really try to not necessarily push the envelope, but give people this shocking new thing that they haven't seen to like blow their minds because that's the 60s. They want to blow people's fucking minds. That's what these documentaries were meant to do, you know, in some way, shape or form. And I really dig what they're doing here and I'm having a really good time so far. <laughs> yeah. Like at this point, I'm in. I'm like, okay, this is sleazy. It's a little offensive at certain points, but for the time frame that it's in, it's being surprisingly kind and gentle to everybody. And I feel there's no malicious intent. I just feel that it is dialogue and or thought processes that have not aged well, but they're not the the tools of hate as we discussed earlier. You know? Yeah, they're not there trying to be mean or anything, I guess, is the lack of a, a the you know, for lack of a better word. They're not trying to be horrifically disgusting or be like, hey, you know, this person's just they're different and weird, so you know, don't well and she's love not, them she, or something. And a lot of the dialogue we I don't know if you've clipped any of it or not. Probably not, because a lot of it could be quite questionable, obviously, but a lot of the dialogue isn't so much this is so trippy and weird, it's this is so new and unusual to me. This is so weird yeah. to me. It's qualified yeah. in a lot of those statements, which is what makes it less offensive. But the idea is they're pushing like, hey, look at this wacky, wild, crazy, weird world of these folks, you know? But the way that they phrase it isn't as salacious as other documentaries, like the wild, wonderful, weird Italians that we're about to talk about. Like that goes overboard with its salacious elements and really trying to push the envelope of what it's saying versus what it's actually showing you. And this yeah. this is surprisingly reserved and just presenting them as is. And then there's some of the things that, like what you had said, where, but it still is qualified where Jane, because she's supposed to be talking about it, is talking about how this is a wild experience for her. This is a weird experience for her. And she's not saying that these folks are so strange. It's just, it's so strange to her because she's never experienced anything like this before, is kind of the idea it's the fish out of water part of it that they focus on and it, it makes it it kind of softens it a little bit it makes it less uh, difficult to kind of deal with what what what's going on you know and they, they've already yeah. started it here uh, but unfortunately they're also trying to soften the edges of well this is just the culture that they just physically assault women here <laughs> and yeah, you, just have sorry. To, you just have to deal with it because this is just the culture you know like some of those things where you're like oh no don't apologize for that you know mm-hmm. but it seems like they're just trying to treat everything with kit gloves because this is trying to revitalize a career so, you know, they're trying to get people to realize, you know, she's hip, she's cool. Look at all this new way out there stuff she's into, you know, judging these contests and, you know, going to these gay clubs and things like that. You know, like it's it's propaganda or or uh, like a PR tour. It's what it is. It's a PR tour is what this documentary is. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. And I'm having fun in that context thus far. Thus far. Um, all right. Yeah. And the next 20 minutes starts. Uh She's uh, taking a, a tour, and that is our next clip. After all my wild, wild thoughts about what went on in Paris, I thought a little bit of culture might be nice. I got in a sightseeing boat, a trip around the Seine River. Oh, you've heard of it. Probably in those wonderful old horror movies. You know, the Phantom of the Left Bank. Anyway... The guide told me something I almost didn't believe. We always think of the Seine as a little river winding its way through Paris. 
But did you know that little old river is 480 miles long? It goes all the way to the English Channel. Wow. Yeah. So uh, then uh, she, while she's on the boat, watches an old guy chase his wife around on their yacht. Uh, she's topless. You know, so, yeah. So well and good there. Um, <sighs> yeah. It's it, it's supposed to once again show the uh, passion, the mm-hmm. fiery passion of the Italians. Fiery passion. Yeah. It's salacious. It's trying to be salacious. They're like, even their old, old people are horny and want to fuck. Yeah. Come on, man. Every, everyone's horny and wants to fuck in Italy. Okay. That's what this, that's what the, they're trying to tell you. <laughs> Clip. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Do we have any listeners in Italy? Sorry about that, guys. Yes. That, or, you're, or you're welcome for that, guys. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way, uh, depending on how you look at it, I'm either sorry or you're welcome. Um, so then she goes, uh, to the Ark in Paris to look at that. Um, uh, she, uh, then, uh, she's looking around, she takes a forbidden passage into the Paris underground, and that night, she goes to, was effectively in a, a gay club. Which we've kind of already discussed yeah. what's going on with that and how she and discusses it. like I said, it. she was all confused by it. Cringe, but for the time, okay. I don't, like I said, I don't know, like, if this is the first time you've ever experienced it, it can be a little confusing. If you have I, no, uh, no previous experience with that, maybe she had never been exposed to cross-dressing or drag shows or anything like that ever before. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not wrong, it, so. I mean, it, it, okay, it's Jane Mansfield, it's in fucking LA, she probably has been, but, like, that's the conceit they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And, <laughs> she's been in LA. She's seen all this. Right, right. And I think because it rings so untrue and hollow is why you get more cringy about it. But I, f- still, I think so. But I still feel it was like surprisingly compassionate because it does feel like it's just, oh my God, I've never seen this before. I didn't know that this was, you know, this existed in the world. I'm fascinated. It's like, it feels more like I want she to She never learn more. uses any slang terms that are, would be considered inappropriate for gay people. In the movie. Right. And this, that one. This is also the time where they started accusing men of wanting to be women just for growing their hair out and being long haired, freaky, hippie yeah. people. You know, like it's it's extremely gentle for the time. Uh, the next day, uh, she watches uh, uh, some uh, gay prostitutes picking up men. Um, and, and again, everything is just capped with what she's saying here is that she's just so confused by this. So confused by this. And it's like, all right. We get it. You're you're fucking confused by it. Uh, You could probably just stop saying that. Again, yes, they're going really overboard, but still for 1963 to 67, extremely very kind, very kind. Yes, very kind. Very. I'm not that one. I won't argue with. I'm just saying. It's it's just getting to be enough. I I also will not argue that they excessively talk about the confusing situation with which these folks are dressed. Um, and I think given the new um paradigm in our society with people coming out as non-binary and then like gender roles being um exposed to being is more fluid than what previously had been so solidified in the good old-fashioned American way. It, yeah. it makes it feel even more sensitive. Um, I think if we would have covered this before. 
before, like in the very start of our show, like say about six ish years ago before that became, um, you know, seven ish years ago before that became an even more hot touchstone type issue that like kept getting pushed forward to, you know, talk about social justice warriors and all that horse shit. I think yeah. we probably wouldn't even look twice at that or even 10 years before oh. that. We definitely wouldn't yeah, definitely. look twice probably at that. Probably not. Anymore. So, yeah, you're probably right. So it's just, it's, but I'm comfortable with realizing and looking back and saying, well, you know what? For this time, I believe that this is trying to be as acceptable as it can, while at the same time being extremely exploitative and salacious. But it's equally salacious and um, sensationalized as her just, you know, doing a boat ride or going to the Coliseum where she starts having these sexual fantasies of these guys fighting and stuff. Like, it's just they're showing you another avenue of human sexuality in this, like, documentary, you know, where maybe you didn't know about that. And they're just laying it out as equally salacious as everything else. So again, it's it feels actually pretty far ahead of its time, even though looking at it through our eyes now, all these years later, in a world where we are having to discuss and respect the idea that gender is very much a fluid thing and that it's a spectrum that people end up on depending upon how they feel inside and it has nothing to do with bits <laughs> that you may or may not have been genetically born with. <laughs> like, right. like, when we know that now, it's really hard to watch this absolutely but i also have to be like hey you guys tried here and you treated it as salaciously as you did everything else it's all equally done and you put it pretty much equally on the spectrum of all the other sexuality they were trying to show in the film they really did it they it felt like they're trying to do right by it at least like say hey things aren't these people aren't different they're just people you know uh, I guess. Right. And it's like, and the idea is that it's just, it's a confusing thing because it's a world she's never been exposed to is how they are trying to do it. Now, granted, the audience that's watching it is in 1960s will probably not be reacting that way at all. But I do believe that some of the footage that was in this actually ended up being reused um, in some documentaries, like because it's some of the only footage of that culture of that time. Well, you know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. exists. I don't know how accurate that statement is, but like that's I know that footage from this with some of her nightclub appearances is in some documentaries because the representation of that time wasn't as positive as what you get here in other yeah. things like where you would have news footage or, or something along those lines, you know, because it's actually just some folks out living their lives and being happy in the moment and it's actually kind of fun to see for that aspect of it too oh i mean i agree yeah it's it's it, it um oh fuck, i just completely lost it yeah it is so far what i would what i was because when when it all started coming out like oh now she's going to these the old clubs and everything i started to get like really kind of panicky like same. oh absolutely oh god yeah same. what what's gonna be said right I'm not, it's not good, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But it's handled greatly, so I can't say much about it. I'm just so Um, surprised that it was. That's why I wanted to discuss it. same. Yeah. (laughs) I'm shocked about how well it was handled. Yeah, pleasantly so, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, I'm waiting for... That shoe to drop. (laughs) Yeah, some, some words to be used, some sort of horrific you know, name to be called that was probably appropriate back then. But luckily we never got that. Yeah. The worst Uh, possible thing that happens in this is the possible misgendering of the folks, depending upon how they're presenting. Yeah. Yes. So um, in Paris, a dude, he goes up to a lady and tries to grab her butt. She slaps him in the face. Good for you. And then runs to her girlfriend and they walk off. 
good for you. Uh, <laughs> Again, not presented as salacious other than just, hey, look at this wild world you live in. Yep. And then, then a guy is reading the newspaper and another guy tries to pick him up by grabbing his thigh. So he gets slapped across the face for his efforts. Um, and that guy walks off and the guy who got slapped and finds another dude who he grabs and that dude's into it. And so they walk away. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it would have been better if the guy who did the slapping got up and then walked, walked off, off and with walked his off boyfriend, to a dude. With, yeah, with his yeah, boyfriend or something like you that. You really didn't, you didn't do that one well. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't work as well as like it's basically the same scenario where it's one dude hits on the dude and it doesn't work, but then it still becomes kind of homophobic because then he goes off and finds someone. You know, there, it's this one's yeah. a little more cringy. Like they should have had the exact, yeah. they should have had the exact opposite, but they couldn't have a dude slap a they woman. They should have the exact for grabbing the exact him. way it happened happened before with the lady just have a dude slap the other dude and run to a dude though (laughs) oh then she visits like artist row like painters drawers all that kind of stuff uh asks a guy to like draw her and he goes all right and he just draws her boobs which makes her question if that's all she'll ever be known for and and you feel bad yeah this one this one kind of set up a little bit of heartbreak and it only gets worse from here in certain points yeah Yeah. the the, Uh, the sadness and the realization of what it is that you're watching is starting to settle in on you at this point when you watch this documentary then they have uh they, they have a competition uh who is the best boobs in the world so thank you movie for this competition and uh it's nice of them to not let us be distracted by anything else other than the breasts by framing in just the breasts as they reveal the various contestants yes Yes. uh well yeah i mean you're only this is only supposed to be about breasts so you can't uh can't be like you're trying to see anything else (laughs) and they do kind of display this without her doing a lot of dialogue over it because like she can't really comment on boobs no. I mean, it's uh, kind of not fair for her to judge other women's boobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a pretty infamous photo of her and Sophia Loren where Sophia Loren uh-huh. is staring at her tits like, oh, my Jesus. So there you go. That is that is uh, as famous of a photo as I think we have in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's probably all over our group. Like the minute someone heard this, they posted uh, it just because we talked yeah, yeah. about it. It's okay to post it. You know, they went looking for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is um, relevant. So, yeah. Well, a- after everyone shows uh, and I've no- I noted no American boobs. Uh, but uh, after all of that, uh, Sweden wins. So I guess uh, congratulations, Sweden. You, uh, your, 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 your lady won. Uh, best boobs. Uh, I so. would just like to state that all the contestants are number one in my heart. Yeah, I. There are no losers here. Only winners. <laughs> just, I, I don't just see general, any losers. Just a general thank you movie to every yeah. contestant and, uh, and all of that. Thank you. This is uh, one of those times uh, where I think there should be a lot of participant trophies, and uh, they should be handed out. <laughs> Then uh, that night, she goes to a a pretty classy, uh, lack of a better word, it's a strip club. But it's a it's a classy strip club. Yeah, she wants to learn to do this type of dance for, or she's working on it for a role or something. And she says, she says, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, she's she's fucking uh, having a good time in her life right there, watching people. She talks to. Uh, one of her friends who brought her there, who is a a stripper, and she talks about all how she was trained by this guy who wishes he was apparently a lady so he could be one of the strippers, and he's one of the better dancers that uh, they've ever seen, but, you know, he's just training people how to do it, so um, you kind of feel bad at this point for this poor guy. Um, 
not exactly what you you know probably want in your life. Well, it's uh, at least realistic, and it is something that this gentleman probably actually was going through. I wish they yep. wouldn't have used it to sensationalize their uh, documentary that much more, but they do. They kind of use a story, and that's the yeah. part that makes it a bummer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, if that's even true, I mean, these types of things they do make shit up like that just to add salacious, yeah, material. Might, this this might just be some dude who's an actor, right? You know, yeah, it may not be real. I'm sorry, but not all of these Mondo yeah. documentaries are fully real. And guess what, folks? Sometimes shit gets made up. I know it's sad. <laughs> I have a, I have a sad too about it. Yeah, all your band tour videos are staged bullshit too, folks. Yeah, yeah. So let's not let's let's just get off of that. All right. Then uh, her friend does a dance uh, when it's her turn, and it's a it's a pretty good dance. Yeah, it's a thank you movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a thank you movie. Um, <laughs> then we see um, then Jane. Uh, she gets taught not by the same guy, but a guy who also is pretty good. And uh, Jane then starts moving her hips a lot, and that you know everyone starts losing their fucking minds because I mean, well, why wouldn't you? Um, it's interesting so that she's, she's learning. It's interesting that she's doing the motions for the striptease while fully clothed, just so she can practice in the dance when the hands go to the various areas where the clasps are supposed to be. And yeah. you can actually see she's practicing for a side zip. She's practicing for like a front clasp on a bra. She's practicing on a back clasp. Um, and like, there's a couple of things where there's like various hooks that, you know, like where they can do the bra strap off so they can just pull it and they don't have to worry about the arms. So like one strap on hooks. Um, yeah. You've seen one of the dancers actually do that. You actually see her practicing for that in this footage. No, I wasn't paying that close attention to all of it because I too was mesmerized when she started shaking her hips. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's for the titillation. It's her showing off her body and her dance maneuvers and what she has uh, been given by nature, you know, so whatever. It's no shaking what the good Lord gave you. Right. Like she's exploiting what she has for the selection sensationalism of the film just like they exploited everybody else that was in it and why shouldn't she i mean it's a movie for her and her career i'm guessing so i would much rather that she exploit herself to try and spark her career back up yeah yeah right as long as she's doing it and and off and everything what do we care yeah <laughs> it's uh it's, it's that's uh that's all for her so um then uh, uh, then she cuts to her doing a strip tease and this actual strip tease for her producer. And she starts really getting racy with it, uh, saying how that's probably going to help her out in her career. So, I mean, all right. <laughs> cool. Uh, the strip tease that she was doing was for an audition because yeah. of the sequence that she had to do. And they actually show some of the sequence of the actual movie that she did it in at the same time, too. And that's the most racy stuff is the actual part of the movie. Yes. That is uh, that is true. So I mean, they try to make it seem like she's hinting at doing a casting couch dancing of some sort, like to seduce her yeah. way into a role, possibly because she is a sex goddess. But they don't really go that far, and I'm glad they don't. Yeah, right. They go right up to the cusp of it being tasteless with the way they imply it. Yeah, but it just you know it, she she gets out of that pretty alright. Uh, <laughs> 
She'll be fine. That's the end of that 20 minutes. So, all right, we've already kind of gotten to some of the more salacious bits and everything like that, but we're going to start getting to the inevitable end of the film. And we said it, she died before the end of the production of this documentary. And I want to talk about it now. They make some really bad choices that we should probably prepare the audience for in discussing it. Uh, they decide to just lean in to the stuff having to do with her death and they... Yeah, I uh, I actually had that as the last recording and then I rethought it and said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and so they basically just lean into the fact that she died before this film could be finished and then they do a salacious faked car accident and then use actual crime scene photos and um, photographic evidence from the crash of that day and all of the, the blood and just everything, including the fucking dead dog, like her dog that she's been carrying with her the entirety yeah. of the documentary. And they do try to do a little tribute to bring you back after that, but it's a decision that this film does not recover from, in my opinion. It does not. Yeah. So at all. when they actually get to the point where they start faking the car crash, you can just stop it because it's all a bunch of depressing horse shit after that. And they mm -hmm. should not have included it in the film. It felt like they did it also for padding. Um, oh, yeah. And then also just to be that much more shocking and salacious. And it takes a turn for the wrong kind of Mondo movie that we've been set up with so far. And that's why I say the film never recovers from it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely uh, does not help. But up until so... that point, we can actually have some fun still. There's still just a few things that are remaining. But overall, the general sadness is starting to seep in because we all remember she died in a car crash before this film could get finished. Yes. Yes, then a horrific car crash. And the things so. that the things that we are starting to get a little sad about about some disappointments in life and the, the some of the training for her dancing and the talk about her trying to revive her career or you know redoing her career and all of that kind of stuff knowing that it's not going to happen and this was the last thing that she was really kind of involved in to try and create really is kind of a bummer and it's just going to get more depressing from here so let's move on. Yeah, so the final 30 starts. Uh she's out and about for the night and that is our next clip i was absolutely enchanted with paris and this place pegal you know you can get everything you want here streetwalkers create a traffic jam marijuana and lsd are sold by every other person if you want a girl you can buy one if you want a boy you can buy one anything goes it's the wildest place imaginable a friend had told me to go to the Eve Club. She said they had an act that was a living end. I couldn't resist. After all, we all like to see something just a bit wicked, right? After the two fellows had finished their routine, the MC announced the Adam and Eve dance. This was what I was waiting for. Yep. Delicious as shit. And the Adam and Eve dance, it's, it's something to wait for. Um, that is um, it's a hell of a dance. Yeah, it's still salacious, and it's a sex show at a nightclub in the 60s. And you're like, wow, man, the 60s really were swinging because the sex shows don't really get any better even nowadays. Yeah, right. Uh, it's swinging, it's swinging, smashing, baby, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, And you get heroin, or no, not heroin, LSD, and marijuana yeah whatever you want if you want a boy you can have a boy if you want a girl you can have a girl if you want some marijuana you can have some marijuana if you want some lsd you can have that too just don't force any of those things on anybody else yeah yeah just do you do you and and, and don't let the world get you down i guess um 
Good, good, good for everyone in this uh, in this timeline. I, w- I wish I could have that kind of freedom, but my government's uh, a piece of shit. Then after that, uh, she watches some other acts with some more topless women. Then she heads to the Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse just had some more dance acts. She heads back to the states, and in New York, she goes to a drag contest. And, uh, and, and I don't know if she's judging it or what, but she's there and she's watching it and she sounds like she has a good time. I think she was um, a judge. I think she was like a paid celebrity judge for it. Okay. And she's like, thank God no one knew her there. Cause it was, you could be arrested for this and all that kind of shit. And you're like, yeah, um, uh, uh, you know, we, we, as human beings, we're a bunch of cunts to our fellow human beings, but you know, whatever now, I guess, I don't know. Um, so, uh, she then talks to actually a Jane Mansfield impersonator and, um, she, they talk like, you know, does she ever, does she want to go through the total change? And the Jane Mansfield impersonator says, yeah, I want to be just like you. So, uh, it, it's really, that's kind of talks ahead for its time yeah and uh this is the one thing that really got me thinking that this was a much more sensitive way of handling it um obviously the questions being asked aren't exactly the ones that the person is answering um that's yeah. the, the jane mansfield impersonator um but also the way that they handle the language the only real difference is i think one of the terms they says like uh the talk about surgery to become a real girl quote unquote. yeah that and that's, that's i mean just because of the time frame that we're talking now i mean yeah. in that time frame if that person that was asked that who actually was looking to transition was asked that and the way that they handled it seemed like they didn't feel that that was being rude or disrespectful or anything like that even though when we hear it this day and age we're like wow that's yeah, really disrespectful like, it's, yeah it's pretty tone deaf so yeah right and, but i mean but like for this, this day is, and age again yeah for that day and age yeah i mean yeah. it's it's not necessarily like going full-fledged dead naming people just to be hurtful yeah right <laughs> you know it's it the film itself and the way that they're presenting a lot of this stuff is really trying and i think that's probably the most um sensationalistic and salacious and kind of subversive thing about this movie is that it's presenting this kind of stuff and trying to present it as in hey these are all people look at this wild wonderful world of all of these just different people and the the way that they're presenting it which is kind of the most salacious way that they could do it because they're like all these people are just people and i can imagine the outrage that that would have made in the 60s oh uh, they're not people what are you talking about people like huh yeah, they're, they're people. Yep. Yeah, and I think, I, and I love that. That's the that's the direction that this basically predominantly took, or was attempting to yeah. take. And I, I I really dig that, and that is the thing that makes me keep enjoying this film despite the major bummer on the horizon here. Yeah, yeah. Despite some of the shit that comes down from it. Uh, all right. So, um, well, after all that, we go back to L.A. She's finally back home, and that's our final clip. After my brief stay in New York, I was back in Hollywood, and did I notice the change? Wow. Even during the few months I was out of the country, the topless nightclubs and activities had mushroomed. Someone told me that if my movie career ever stopped, I'd have a big future as a topless waitress. Driving around in a car, I saw the wildest topless things you could imagine. Now, take that ice cream truck. It never gets this good again, does it? Nope. This is, you're about right where you want to be for as good. Uh, we see many topless careers. Uh, Shoe Shiner. 
which is fun. Mechanic. Um, yeah, mechanic. Uh, the ice cream salesman. A window washer. Uh, a barber. The producer's barber is she's topless. I uh, just want to say that the topless barber and the topless shoe shiner almost feels like you could get arrested for going to visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's going to be. I mean, I, I I don't know if that's quite right. Specifically, <laughs> this the topless shoe shiner because like that that there was something very wrong with that sequence that I liked way too much. Yeah, right. It just uh, that one hit different. Yeah, this film activated some salacious titillation in me, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Yeah, yeah buddy. So all these topless things. Then she goes to a topless club. There are more dance acts and a band there, and everyone's just topless and going crazy uh can we just um, talk about how amazing it was that the band was also topless yeah this yeah 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 this looked like a fucking amazing time like this club looked like so much goddamn fun okay this is the highlight of the film for yeah. me is this, yeah. this well this whole sequence up to the like where she's doing the topless bar tour and stuff yeah this is incredible yeah yeah this seems like a lot of fun for just about everybody uh, um the band looks like they're having a total blast and this just seems like a lark that they decided to play topless this one night yeah. for this particular performance you know because it, it seems like they just pulled down their dresses but like if this is a gimmick that they do where they're playing these kinds of bars that's fucking genius because i would go to whatever show they're playing yeah exactly <laughs> it's so it, fucking uh, fun it looks very interesting <laughs> looks like uh everyone's uh doing really well there if you're a fan um, of boobs of various shapes and sizes yeah. this is your sequence right here it really is. It is something else. Uh, everyone should really check this out. Have a good time doing it. Um, you can, you know, feel good. Everyone's having fun. Uh, if you watch the whole of the movie, nude. if you watch the whole of the movie, back it up to the sequence of the topless stuff everywhere in L.A. And then watch this band perform again and just stop it before you get to the sad stuff. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That's uh, that's that's actually a good assessment. So oh, that's what I did. And I'm telling you, it helps. <laughs> then uh after all that uh we go back jane's dancing again doing her strip tease again uh and then she looks through the playboy again the pictures we see scenes scenes from her one of her movies where she did a lot of her, her topless work um all of this is a then, thank you movie pretty much yeah and then the the car crash and fuck you movie so basically once they get to the end of the playboy thing and then they go in and they like the car crash thing is like just like a couple of minutes of like a car driving and then you see a tree and then you yeah. you just stop it if you you don't want to yeah. endure the rest of the shit uh um and like he said, there's a whole ton of horse shit on there. Um, yeah, the photos are just grotesque. And I just I have no idea why you would want to include it in this documentary other mm. than just for the salacious nature of it and for the curious looky lose. But if you were making this to be a tribute to her life, you do a horrible disservice by putting these photos in of her accident. Yeah, agreed. Um, well, she's um, she's gone. Um, the narrator tells the story how she was always scared of cars, and, and it was in a car crash that killed her, and you're really grossed out by everything. Uh, and then it shows her husband and her, her sons and how they live in the house that they built and how everything was supposed to be, you know, perfect for her. And It was her ex-husband uh, at the was, time. Was uh, was Hargate her ex? Yeah, they do say ex-husband a few times in there. Oh, do they? I thought yeah. he always just hurt her husband, how he always misses her and they live in the house. And um, Yeah, but he was her ex-husband at the time, and this is just him yeah. taking them on a tour probably to get a little extra cash. 
probably and, and, and exploiting his children um <sighs> and her children and all the children uh and so. they talk about how the well they show the kids visiting the grave at some point which is really fucking salacious and it's like yeah. a grave that they made like it's a little like a little tribute stone that the kids can see at the same property that jane apparently paid for or bought or oh, whatever yeah and they talk about how the kids were in the car that night but because they were asleep in the back they were saved oh yeah and she was almost decapitated yeah and you know you see actual photos of what happened to the person driving Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty fucking far out there. And like I said, it just completely ruins the fun, whimsical nature that they had set yeah. up at the beginning of the film. And it does it a huge disservice. Anyway, you can roll credits. So let's back up once again to that fun titty bar where the lady's dancing yeah. in a cage and the ladies are all yes. playing their instruments with their boobs out, swinging around and the guitar straps placed strategically between boobs. And there's so many different types of breasts on display and just looks like a swinging good old fashioned fun time. Just, just everyone looks like they're having fun. When the worst thing that you could get could be cured with a vasectomy and some penicillin. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it looks like these folks are having just so much fucking fun and you know those those moments are really i did i had to go back and watch that kind of stuff just to kind of cheer myself up and and just you know be a little happy because the ending is such a bummer and it just really kind of ruins the whole of the film and they really didn't need it in there um yeah and otherwise it's a fun dumb ride that's full of tits and just a salacious documentary that's what a mondo movie is it's absolutely fine but unfortunately it takes the other route and gives you the traces of death style mondo movie yeah unfortunate but it is what it is yeah but it could have been a lot worse we could have done a much more significantly racist xenophobic one than this so i'm happy yeah 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 i'm i'm still glad we did what we did <laughs> <laughs> well there is something on the horizon uh we're going to be covering the wild weird italians after we listen to the cascades rhythm of the ring was 1963's Rhythm of the Rain by the Cascades. So that is the year that the wild, weird, wonderful Italians <laughs> uh, was originally filmed in in Italy. Yeah. And then it was re-released in 1966. So coming out of this movie, we'll cover that year. So I'm ready to talk about this film when you are and as quickly as you are ready to as well. Yeah. Let's get this done. <laughs> I'm trying to smile and hold my face in such a manner so that you will not doubt my commitment to sparkle motion. Uh-huh. Great. 
All right, weird, wild, wonderful Italian. First 20, we start with some, just some uh, Italian soldiers marching. Then a narrator talks about Italy facts, like how big the landmass is. Uh, you know, it's not much bigger than Florida. It's 300 miles wide and 1,000 miles long. They say it so many goddamn times, I feel like I'm in the middle of a geography lesson. How dare you fucking try and teach me things, documentary. <laughs> we, we're not here to learn. All right, we're Americans. Show me boobs or get the fuck out of here, Mondo movie. We don't do that shit here, all right? <laughs> we don't believe in it. Uh, Look at me. I'm the director of your documentary now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not fun. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that it's dubbed. Who knows what it was that they were originally showing us and who knows what was dubbed to make it more sensational and horse shit. Yeah, right. No, you're not wrong but i'm just like holy shit it's fucking terrible so um and then uh, uh they they want to get some foreigners opinions and they they you come up to these two ladies and they they like italian men that's what they like they're they're, they're all bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy about it it's um, weird that italian men are like this sexual thing and not italian women like i don't i don't understand what this documentary is trying to teach me uh, I, th- I think Maybe it was a sausage fest at the time. They're trying to get more ladies to come in. Or perhaps maybe the patriarchy is so goddamn strong that all they care about is the men. That could also be it, too. Yeah. Not, that, that's, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, Jesus. Ow. All right, sorry. Um. So anyway, um. Then they show a bunch of the, the their their pride and true Italian men who are uh, dudes all flexing and uh they have to keep up the uh, reputation to keep up, so they're all flexing if, and shit. If, if all natural bodybuilders are your shtick, you're gonna yeah. get off on this sequence because they focus in on these guys and they go every bit as hardcore salacious as they would on a bikini model with these dudes. And you know what? Equal representation. But again, Italy. Um, what's going on here? Yeah, what's what's up, everyone? Everyone okay? Everyone doing all right? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure that your gentlemen are extremely attractive, but I didn't know that we needed a public service announcement of this magnitude to tell us that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then you see them lifting weights and working out, and then you see them mining. You see dudes mining, and they're all in what looks like ha- boxer ha- shorts, nude. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sulfur mining. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it sulfur? Yeah, they're underground in like super hot fucking temperatures, pickaxing like motherfuckers in what looks like boxer shorts really close to and on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the homoeroticism in this documentary is super fucking strong. Yeah, yeah it really is. Um, <laughs> like, it was, it's palpable. I'm like, man, if I were into dudes, I'd probably really be getting into this. <laughs> probably, right? You'd be like, all right, let's go. Um, <laughs> like, I can appreciate appreciate what the movie's trying to set up for me it's just not that particular flavor that i'm interested in then we cut to some ladies in the night and the narrator tells us about how uh, prostitution is legal in italy and but to help the ladies one of their politicians came out and like banned these bathhouses for lack of a better word um where it, where the women were being properly represented and now with the new laws and everything, you know, they it's all squared away for them to 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 be able to do business much more effectively, I guess, and fairly for them. What this documentary is trying to tell you is, gentlemen, you waited long enough. Now, if you're horny and you don't know what to do with it, come see our prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That's that's uh, that sounds like it. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, good for them. Uh, let's <laughs> My see question here. is, is it still legal over there? And when can I visit? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I what? <laughs> also, is it still three bucks a pop? These are all questions I need answered before I book a plane ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then we could do kids are all jumping around and this kid, he's running around and he's trying to show that we're out in the country now and trying to throw a, 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 a perspective lady that he's strong and he can take care of her and start a family with her. Um, then we cut to a, f- a festival and a parade that has these men wear masks and it's meant to ward off evil spirits. Uh, so it's, it, this, does kind of do a job of showing you that Italy is of two countries. It's, it, 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 it's a, it has large cities that are, you know, refined and all that kind of stuff. And modern. And then the country still yeah. has traditions and old, old. Yeah. And that, that, that you think is like that you would, they're, you know, are weird and outdated. Yeah. And it certainly tries to portray these things as um as such um and it again tries to be salacious with it but barely keeps my attention and i think this is the first time i realized i fell asleep while watching this and i had to back it up yeah uh yeah that can happen Um, (laughs) oh it does yeah i'm not gonna lie i fucking fell asleep a few times and went back just to make sure i saw all of it well and then we see um that a family is like pushing a girl on a swing and they're singing a song about virginity and sex. And then the, this is how they teach them in the old country about these things. And they also use puppets to show this couple having sex. So it's it's, it's really weird, man. Um, Again, all displayed just to be salacious and show you how wacky and backward some of the country folk are in Italy. But we're more modern now in the cities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, sure you are. Um, anyway... <laughs> Then it shows uh, families going on vacations, and they pack up trains. They say this is something they learned when they were very much in the midst of war, is packing trains to escape things and fascism and all that. Um, Even though, you know, they're led by a fascist. But, all right. Um, Let them revisionist their history. All right, I'm sorry. My bad. Jesus. No, actually, it's probably good that you called it out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they they really gloss over the fact that they they were they they were all. Shh, 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 shh. We don't talk about Mussolini here. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't use the M word. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 okay, well, guess what? Too fucking bad. Right. I winced at that a little bit, too. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are really, uh, really owning up to it, but all right, all right. Then, uh, it shows, like, really packed beaches, and they talk about how they, they borrow a lot of money, you know, to go on these vacations, and then they try to sweet talk the, 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 the bill collector when it's time to pay these off. You're just like, all right, I don't, I don't know what to think about this, but okay. (laughs) We said it before in the Jane Mansfield film, and in this, which is supposed to be Italian-made, you are not Mm -hmm. portraying your country in the best light. Yeah, no. I wonder what the original uh, Italian would look like with subtitles, and I hope it's not this, because you are totally not portraying your people in the right light. No, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking salacious. That's why I'm hoping that it is, in fact, not real, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's... A little bit real because, you know, uh, but (laughs) well, some of the stuff uh, is shot there and what they're talking about seems to fit what's on there. So either they rewrote it in such a way as to make it salacious like that, or it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, um, 
Then, uh, then we see they even say like, "Oh, we're, you know, we're, we're we don't even really we're not even all that uh, shameful of our bodies because you see families like pretty much just changing on the beach." Um, then some kids they go if you can't go to the beach, you can find old fashioned swimming holes. You see kids swimming there. Um, then they cut to a famous sw- singer, one of their famous singers at, at a concert, and everyone's doing that new uh, dance craze, uh, the twist. And then uh, they said Italians love dancing, and it shows a group dancing around. Uh, uh, a man who had been uh, bitten by a tarantula. And they say, you know, they dance around this man and they get uh, seven virgins, seven new mothers, and seven widows. And they dance around him to remind him what he will miss in life if he doesn't fight off the poison in his body. In which they walk it's, over him so that he can see up their dresses yeah. as well. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, um, not for nothing. Uh, get that man a doctor. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what you need is the word anti-venom. right and i'd almost be positive a doctor may have that kind of shit (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i'm sure he's really happy to watch these ladies step over him but maybe give him the anti-venom first i mean he has a smile on his face but at the same time it 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 seems pained (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems like the poison's winning or the venom is winning or whatever it is yeah yeah oh yeah yeah it seems uh doesn't seem all that good. No, seems like a, he's he's in a, he's in for a bad time. Yep. Uh, but hey, yo, what do I care? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's his death. If this is how he wants to die, then let him. If this is what he wants to go through, then he gets to go through all that. Yeah, it's it's. So, there's worse ways to go other than dying from a fucking venomous bite while women step across so that you can look up their dress. And when you say it like that, it sounds really bad. <laughs> I just I just want to tell you that it doesn't sound good. What? There are, in fact, worse ways to go than that. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're just being an asshole. So anyway- <laughs> I'm out of line, but I'm right. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, very true. And then we cut to now they're dancing again at a concert, and this time they're doing the Madison. So good for them. And that ends the first 20 minutes. I totally blocked out the twist because I was so transfixed by how much they focused in on the hips of women shaking while doing the Madison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they uh, concentrated on the women's hips when doing the uh, twist. when doing the twist too. Yeah, so uh, this film takes a lot of long, leering looks at what seems to be unsuspecting women, and I'm starting to wonder if this is a like closeted voyeur film that is pretending to be a documentary displaying the wild, wonderful life of weird well, Italians I'm or whatever the fuck I'm it's s- called. I'm still trying to figure out if. Uh... It's trying to figure out if it's, uh, you know, trying to say, uh, hey, we also need some foreign ladies to come to our town. You'll like our men because it's becoming a sausage fest in that country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of shit about this movie that, like, is completely perplexing and you just kind of try to wrap your head around. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should just text Matt and tell him that we're going to skip this. And then I'm like, you know what's probably going to happen? He probably already did the notes. And if I tell him that, he's going to be pissed i probably would have said thank you i would just <laughs> done away with the notes because <laughs> i didn't even do clips for this <laughs> yeah um i mean it's more or less like what what else is there really to talk about we should just buzz through it so let's move on to the next 20 yeah i agree all right so then we see some monks uh who uh they're praying and stuff and their skulls one day decorate the inside of the church and we see a bunch of skulls like that and their bones as well so that was kind of cool then it's soccer time, because of course, soccer. You, you gotta have soccer. And and they show a bunch of soccer playing. And then they show bicycle races, because cycling is huge over there. 
And fans will push their favorite cyclists in the back to help them go farther, even though there are rules against that. There are signs I mean, that again, clearly forbidden to have people do that. And it was actually kind of yeah. fun to watch these participants doing that, where they're pushing like a couple people will get together and help a racer out and yeah. get them up the hill. Yep. Yeah. Um, then they talk about how they're the home of the motor scooter because they build a shit ton of motor scooters. Which uh, they talk about uh, how they they they, well, they used um, because of World War II production ending. They had a ton of plain starter motors left over, and they used yeah. those to make the scooters. That's right. Like so, that's where Vespas come from. Is uh, the post-fascist state of Italy? Yes, just like the Volkswagen. That, yeah, right. And then they talk to a shepherd about the economic boom, but the, the shepherd says that the economic boom hasn't reached us yet. We haven't seen that money. This was also so, funny where he's like, life's not changing for me. Fuck off. Get out of my fucking it, field. It, it, what do you, can you guys leave me to look? I got to work. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, he looks like pissed off, perplexed and like a little disturbed yeah. by them. He's like, there's an economic boom. You motherfuckers. We haven't seen anything here. Of course it hasn't come out to us because it hasn't trickled down yet. Yeah. Uh, then it transfers to Milan, and they talk about what a great city it is, and it's how, you know, it's, look at the bright lights decorated for Christmas. They go, although some thought it was beautiful when it was lit by torches, but, you know, whatever. Welcome to the future. Uh, then they go to the opera, which is the entertainment for the rich, and you see all the rich people there and all that. And you cut back to the country, uh, country folk, and their entertainment is taking turns, making sure they can decapitate a live rabbit in one swing. This was horrific, and this is where it goes full yeah. mondo. Yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, not 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 a good look. Um, I get that it's like a cultural competition thing, but it's also horrific and outdated, like bullfighting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then they cut to the Vatican, and they talk about how the church and how grand it is and how bishops come there for counsel and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so you get a lot of looks at the Vatican. Uh, then th there's this gigantic tower, apparently, that is actually able, you're able to move. So men in the town will come, get underneath it and move it. And it's but it's huge. It's like a fucking tower tower. And they try to move it while people look on. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it was a really uh, interesting cultural touchstone. And yeah. it really brings you back after watching them try to behead a living rabbit hanging from its legs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to get over that. Now I'm seeing these people move a tower. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm just, it's so weird in juxtaposition with no explanation. And they just keep jumping to all of this weird footage. Yeah. And then they release those sky lanterns that are actually in shapes of like different animals and stuff for a celebration. I hate sky lanterns. They cause shit ton of fires and they're dangerous as fuck, but okay. Um, and that ends that 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fair about sky lanterns because it is a flame that eventually will fall and it's an automatic fire wherever it lands. Yep. 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 I hate that they've have a, they came here and the people want to use them here and they do it for the 4th of July. And I'm like, at least the fireworks pretty. You just light it off a lantern. What, I mean, what does that do for you? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that one. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could just move on. I got nothing else to yeah. add to that uh, Sky Lantern diatribe. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, in the next 20 minutes, it's something that happens when I get older, man. Now I think about property. Um, then uh, we, you know, you have the clergy around starting the next 20 minutes, and people are kissing their rings and kissing the floor by their feet, and fucking don't like it. Um, then they have an area where women can pray loudly and you have these group of women just yelling out their prayers and all that. 
And then it cuts to Naples, where it's a time of celebration, and people there are parades, and people are having fun, and you're just getting really crazy. It's one of the bigger celebrations. Uh, and everyone, like, they, they, in the old days, it was probably different, but these days you have plastic tubes and everyone starts beating each other over the head with these things. Uh, because, yeah. Uh, and there are fireworks that go off. And then this dude talks about how he and his family, his father, his father's father, have been in charge of creating these fireworks for these celebrations. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Again, it's just a travel log thing. And yeah. they are trying to sell it as very salacious and weird and see how insane these Italians are the entire time, though. It's very true. Yeah. I mean, that's why you like go modern in the city and everything looks, you know, okay, that looks like regular stuff. And then, but look in the country, look at all these wacky people. It'd be like us going, look at the, the beauty of, uh, look, look at the beauty of, of, of Miami, Florida. Oh, that's so nice. And now here's the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> now here's the rest of Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the rest of Florida. And it's fucking weird. Here's, here's, here's Florida. Oh, Florida's nice. Yeah, Miami. Oh, look at this Orlando. It has this big amusement park. And here are the Everglades. So. <laughs> Holy shit. What the hell is that guy doing on that cop car? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's just Florida Man. <laughs> Florida Man is something that you will see very often. See, we're making a Mondo documentary right now. We need to move yeah, on. Yeah, we are. We are. Yep. Uh, and then we see, uh, all right, then they talk about different, how uh, their sculptures and statues and the guy talks about how, you know, painstakingly they were built and all that. And, uh, then uh, they have this whole thing where they're paying respects to old soldiers and all this. And then they talk about their political parties. They have eight different political parties and he, the narrative goes through like a variety of slogans from all the nominees for their leadership. Um, and then they cut to a woman who's a miracle worker as she's like trying to cure people using a fucking snake in the countryside again. So it's giving you that fucking like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's um, a cultural touchstone that they do have this sort of like, it's not Santeria because that's more a Latin based, even though, you know, romance and Latin all spurs from Rome and Italy kind of anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's like, it's like sort of like voodoo or like magic where like she's supposed to have some kind of a power and that's what they're doing is she's trying to heal him with her magical powers. But really all she's doing is rubbing a snake on him and I'm just waiting for the snake to bite the kid's lip. Yeah, yeah, right? You're just like, the fuck's going on? <laughs> no, like, I'm really cheering for that to happen while it's on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, playing with the snake, that's how you get poison, not get rid of poison. Um, <laughs> that's how you get venom, not withdrawal poison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the Miss Italy competition, who will then go on to compete in Miss World and Miss Universe. And uh, then, I mean, one logical step deserves to go to little kid pageants, and which is just fucking gross. Yeah, I was uh, having a good time till they jumped to the little kid pageants, and then I was really, really grossed out too. Yeah, yeah. Then, luckily, we get away from that, and we go to uh, jousting. Uh, you know, pr people practicing having jousting matches. Um, and then uh, another way to celebrate something or other is uh, whacking a chicken that's hung upside down. Yeah, trying to hit a chicken and or cut off its head, too. There's a lot yeah. of decapitation, like, by a, like, a pinata style. It's really kind of grotesque. It makes me yeah. wonder if, like, maybe they would just make their own pinatas. It would be better than lopping the head off a living chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just, I'm like, um, okay. I'm okay uh, for you doing it for food, but you do it as quickly and painlessly as possible. This just seems yeah. like needless and cruel. Yeah, it really, really does. So then we cut to the Venice Film Festival, and the guy was like, uh, women will do anything for a chance at fame at these things. And like, it was like really cold and wintry outside, yet this woman's trying to get pictures out on the beach in the water. Um, famous people, uh, we see, uh, James Mansfield, she's getting out of a car and she's being mobbed by everyone. Everyone wants to see her. She gets in and, and then the, the narrator goes through some of the most famous Italian actors and actresses. I, that I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. This goes on for a while. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the Southern uh, part of the country and women are working, uh, while their men have gone to the Northern part to find work. These women stay in the village and they are now trying to help stop a mountain from sliding into their village by moving rocks and shit like that. And that ends that 20 minutes going into the final 20. This movie is 15 ish minutes shorter than the Jane Mansfield one that we just covered uh-huh. and feels infinitely it, longer. It does. And yet there's infinitely less notes in it because a lot of it's not, there's nothing to talk about. It's just visual. Yeah. The one thing I definitely want to talk about is those ladies lifting some amazing boulders, balancing them on their head with these pads. They're like these donut like pads on top of their head. And then walking up those flights of stairs, some of those rocks looked really fucking heavy. And I question whether or not I could carry them, let alone balance them on my neck like that. That's incredible. Those ladies were insane. And that was awesome. Yeah. That. So my hat's off and I salute them. Yeah. That alone was worth the price of admission of sitting through and waking up and sleeping through and waking up and going back and finishing this movie like seeing that made that worthwhile just because i was so impressed with just the feat of strength alone but also the balance and how they were able to do that and just like amazed at how small of a person could carry such large of a rock like that like some of the rocks were ridiculously huge and i just could not fathom i'm like you're gonna break yourself what are you doing and they just move like it's nothing it's so impressive Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, I just I wanted to talk about that because there's fuck all to talk about besides that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's at least one of the most impressive things in this whole documentary. So <laughs> right. well done, ladies. Yeah, it's not covering any new ground. It's not telling us things that we didn't need to know. And as a matter of fact, it's trying to be salacious and it's a little fucking mean spirited at some points about mm-hmm. a people that you're trying to embrace and celebrate. And I feel like you're just sending the wrong message here, movie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Movie did a, a poor job of trying to convey how awesome Italy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like a Giallo would tell you more about how amazing Italy is than this whole entire documentary. Exactly. Well, going, let's get it out of here. Yeah. Final 20 minutes. Uh, they show a lot of business buildings in the city and it holds all their important records and paper. Uh, but back into the country where it's a harder life and you see this family and they're just kind of staring off in the distance and, and, uh, you, you don't really know what's happening with them. Um, then a boy, uh, you see, cuts this boy. He's a psychic and he's working. And he tries to help find people and all that. He took all his mom's clientele after she passed away at a young age. Um, then cut back to the beach, people getting tans. And then they had a whole thing about bikinis. Um, they're like, the only battle should be a naval battle while showing, you know, bellies. Um, Which was salacious and dumb, but kind of fun and at least kept my attention because of how salacious it was. But then again, it feels like, again, women being filmed against their knowledge for this. Yeah, exactly. Very voyeuristic Um, and weird. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, Then you have uh, 
you're back into the old country, and uh, country folk are doing a song and dance uh, for a recently deceased person. Um, they uh, to end it. The narrator tells more land facts again, kind of just recaps everything we just learned. He says the exact same thing about it being 300 miles wide and at the widest and only 1,000 long, whatever. Yeah. And uh, that was it. And then roll credits. It was interesting because when they did have Jane Mansfield show up with the cans thing that they were kind of talking about, it looked like some of the footage we saw in the Jane Mansfield one, but it was shot from a different angle. And it looks like they were using some news footage of that event for this documentary. And it was interesting to watch the two of them together solely for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't get really a lot from this other than the lamb mass of Italy and, uh, and that uh, back in the 60s. Um, Italy was a very, uh, I, I suppose I, you can't even say back in the, it, just Italy. It's probably every place back in the sixties, uh, was a, a very, uh, night and day between your cities and your country living. Probably the sixties is probably the same for America. You know, uh, you know, things in, uh, New York city were probably vastly different than things in, uh, you know, in Kansas. Um, well, the country always lags the behind of- the city for yeah. that kind of progress, or at least it used to. The uh, internet has been a great yeah. equalizer, which is why so many of the conservative, traditional, or backward folk are freaking the fuck out like they are everywhere, because the internet has exposed them to a world that terrifies them. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that's all. You know, I, it's so I, I guess it's always interesting to see a, a world, bef- you know, when you can revisit the world before the internet and when even a country was almost a world, you know, it just seems everything's gotten a lot smaller with the internet, the advent of the internet, where now, you know, back then a whole country could be in a, a world within itself. And visiting it on a TV special on an afternoon documentary being screened on the TV because they're trying to fill time in this era in like 1966 we're talking about is yeah. when this was aired on American TV with the American yeah. dub like that totally would be like this wild exotic ride where you get to see something you've never seen before while you watch the documentary so yeah of course they build it up and they make it a little salacious and stuff and you know that was the equivalent of the learning channel back then it's amazing yeah. that the learning channel devolved into what it devolved into when it actually used to teach people stuff yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, like, I remember in TLC was the learning channel. Now it's, you know, do you have uh, 15 billion kids? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let us tell your story. Yeah, it's yeah. it's TLC is the new Mondo movies is what I'm getting at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're very much right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's really fucking depressing to look at it that way. And uh, I'm glad that this uh, review brought me to that. But I have nothing else to say about this movie other than it's worth the watch to see those ladies haul those rocks up those fucking stairs. It's amazing. Yeah, but I have nothing else to say either. Yeah, so we're that and moving the tower was fucking interesting as hell. Yeah, too. moving the tower was really cool. There's some moments that are cool, and it's kind of fun to watch in the historical context. But also, I fell asleep at least three or four times and had to go back. I understand that. (laughs) If I wasn't doing notes, I probably would have as well. Okay, so we got some really weird fucking feedback we're going to have to deal with. But before we get to that, we're going to play 1966's Psychotic Reaction by Count Five.
much of the 60s acid rock at the time always had to have these little freak out moments and that's where we're coming in right now where we're in the pocket of the freak out moment while we're talking yeah yeah right jesus <laughs> all right i'm playing the freak out moment in this very psychedelic music because we got a really weird message that came in all right all right it says it's from your couch and it was sent to me okay time for incoming mail hey court it's your couch I heard you were talking shit about me on that stupid little fucking internet show or whatever the shit that thing is. Well, what I want is for the record to be set straight. You fucking sucker punched me, you little bitch. Give me a fair fight, me and you, straight up. I'll take you down any place, anytime, fucker. You let me know. And in the meantime, you think that us couches don't talk to all the other furniture in your house? Watch out, man. I have your bed's cell phone number. One text, you'll get fucking choked out while you sleep, fuckface. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you remember the context of why my couch is apparently so surly with me? No, you have to remind me. All right, I confessed to beating the fucking shit out of my couch last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. You almost lay on your fucking broke your hand no no i didn't break my hand i hurt my wrist i was punching so hard so apparently my couch took that as me talking shit about kicking its ass and 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 it apparently somehow manifested its uh will upon this voicemail for me if it talks to is a toilet considered furniture because if so man you might want to be careful (laughs) might get an unwilling bidet incident or something (laughs) just like fucking a like just a like water pressure shot right up the butt (laughs) that's just a really bizarre uh way of taking my confession about my inability to control my anger and it almost diffuses my guilt and feeling silly about it because now i feel like i have to like start talking shit back to my couch and then (laughs) that thank you ken i'll just i'll I'll out him for it ken from rhode island put that together i almost feel like i almost feel like ken and i should have a back and forth where i talk shit about my couch that was good stuff. I'm, I'm, I, I like that. Good job, Ken. <laughs> yeah, it does. It diffuses the situation and the, the tension that that confession brought about, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> oh, and it's it's going to give us a really nice, happy note to end the show on, don't you think? Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, so let's go ahead and end the goddamn show. <laughs> Here's the ending Legion promo. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
All right, so that is the Elastic, spelled with a K at the end instead of a C, band, the Elastic Band Spaz, 1967. So basically the year of Jane Mansfield's death and the release of the documentary that we started off the show with, 1967, we've reached the year and we are at the end, finally, of those reviews. All right. If you'd like to find other instances where we did a double dose of something and it wasn't quite right and it was a very difficult, hard pill to swallow, all the previous 328 instances of that ever happening on an episode, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. It's all there available for you in that archive. Yeah, that's all there. Everything. Every stupid fucking thing we've done. (laughs) (laughs) Including picking fights with my couch at this point because the show has just gotten that surreal. Yes. It's all, it's real. It's all real. Everything's real. <laughs> if you'd like to see some things that are super real, you can check out our Instagram feed, cinema underscore psyops, where we've got the real deal in the most stolen and repurposed memes. But there are memes. It's everyone's memes. Well, of course, they're there for the people. You can all share them. Yeah. That's what memes are for. They're digital art for the people. They're all our memes. Everyone's everyone's memes. <laughs> you can also twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest known as Twitter that has now been reformed into a porn bot heaven where all the twats that are tweeted at you are the kind that you'd like. <laughs> mm, all those tasty porn bots. I'm at court underscore psyop there, and why does anyone even care what Matt's is anymore? No, kind of broke up on me there. Oh, I was just talking shit about you. It's fine. Oh, cool. <laughs> you can also reach us in the Facebook group, Cinema Psyops. And by <laughs> us, I mean me, because Matt just wants you to leave him the hell alone. Fuck. I'm I'm scared, all right? I'm scared of opening up again. I've been hurt too much before. <laughs> sure, that's what it is. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com with your conspiracy theories as to what it actually is, as to why Matt doesn't respond to anybody anymore. Well, uh, that's not even fair. I mean, I, nah, fuck it. <laughs> well, while you're out there once again leaving your fucking co-host in the lurch, kick the fuck <laughs> out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. Time is ticking Start recording on your side. Done. One, two, three. Okay. Do you have clips for both movies or just the first one? Just the first one. The other one, it's it's a documentary. I, it, They're both documentaries, really. Well, I guess they are, but at least hers, there's something, I don't know, more entertaining about it, about her life, I guess, and she's actually narrating it. You just have a dude narrating about Italy. So I didn't <laughs> right. do clips for the second one. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just, like, I always think Eclipse is something to convey a story. And at least with James Maysfield, she was conveying her own story. With this guy, he's just telling you facts you can read from a book. 
<laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do the Italians second. And um, we got two weeks of this, this week and next week. These are, we're doing the Mondo movies, basically, like these these mock documentary kind of flicks. Alrighty. (laughs) All right, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. That's why we're doing these. Well, then I probably should have done the clips for the second one, but oh well. (laughs) <laughs> Live and learn. No, Live and learn. You don't. You don't have to grab clips from a movie, and like you said, we can just talk about the documentary. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, we're gonna have two more next week. The first one's like the important one, and the other one is like the bonus feature. Okay. <laughs> kind of like what you did here. So you chose the right one. The Mansfield one is the important one. Yeah. Yeah. The Mansfield. I figured that was more the main feature. All right, so you are recording. Can you hear this? Probably not. Let's nope. try that again. Yeah. There we go. That I heard. My selector switch may not be doing so well. That's not good. All right, so I've only got five total clips, all Jane Mansfield, and they are all backwards. Thanks very much for loading them that way, computer. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't load them that way. <laughs> no, not you. The fucking computer did for some weird reason. All right, let's uh, let's uh, get this shit over with. Here we go. Everything's copied over. And so since we're doing two movies, we more than likely won't have time for the news, but I don't really foresee us dwelling as much. So maybe we will. I'll just kind of have to play it by ear. I have enough uh, music for the breaks, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's fucking go. Uh, is it Something Wild, I believe, the movie that we covered? There's a wonderful fucking strip tease to that. I think you're right. Yeah. I can't remember. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it was not Something Wild. Maybe it was called Wild Times. Oh, you think of this stuff we would remember, but we don't. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it was uh, It was that Fast Times at Ridgemont High knockoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It and Eric Stoltz. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go full fucking crazy. I was just going to, this is outtake, so. All right, outtake shit. Yeah, you gonna I'm going to look up Eric Stoltz's career just so I could fucking get go. this so we could talk about let's, that Let's movie. figure this out. We're going to get this done. We're going to get this we're, fucking taken We're doing out. it. Pulling it just to pull it at this point. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Eric fucking Stoltz. Can't be that much, right? Famous people don't even like uh, paparazzi that much. And I'm like, well, not much has changed uh, in the world then. You ever, know, you ever notice that, you know, paparazzi was a big thing, you know, Princess Diana's death, and then it got even bigger in, in like, more kind of like a lot of popper it was always in the news about paparazzi this paparazzi that and we haven't really heard anything about paparazzi in the last 20 years and i would say that also came with the shift of when like 20 years ago it it wasn't cool to want to be famous you were supposed to want to be an actor and everything or a singer or whatever but you didn't want to be fame and then there's that switch over to the reality tv and people being famous because they're famous and wanting fame so they wanted to go places where paparazzi were they would call the paparazzi so you don't have those same issues anymore the last 20 years because it's people who want to be seen where before people didn't want to be seen and i think that's what drove the public and the paparazzi to want more of that wow thank you for that social dissertation can we please finish the review wow jesus christ i was just going into something i thought was interesting (laughs) you're you're not wrong but like i feel educated and i'm a little pissed about it I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Look, don't you fucking teach me about pop culture in the last 20 fucking years. Talk about the fucking movie. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> God damn. How dare Try you to... educate me, sir? <laughs> Jeez, just trying to bring some enlightenment to your fucking life. <laughs> about shit I don't care about. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
I was always said I was gonna educate you. I never meant. I never said it was gonna be anything. Either A, you're gonna be interested in, or B, could use. So <laughs> also, you never said you'd educate me because you never thought you could. So pretty much, I'm like public school. So anyway, that's um, fair. So the entirety of Black Love is going to be overly offensive compared to anything that happens in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that show's going to get us canceled someday. That that show is definitely going to be the one that people will be like, yeah, you guys need to go away. And we'll be like, nope, we totally understand. It's been real. So thanks, guys. <laughs> 330 it is. Yep. Hey, we're surprised we made it this long before somebody realized that you're that we were a bunch of assholes. You, you know, we can keep <laughs> podcasting after we've been canceled. It's just that Twitter won't like will ignore us, which they already oh. do. So we kind of already are canceled. Yeah, I mean, no one likes us on Twitter. <laughs> the porn bots like me. Well, that's 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 honest to God truth right there. Thank God for those wonderful, wonderful porn bots. <laughs> Hopefully everyone can enjoy him. Um, and then I just lost my play. We had to get cute with ourselves here. All right. I'm sure whatever it was involved a shot of Jane Mansfield's press. Oh, okay. What are you? Some sort of, I don't know, liberal person? Yes. All right. Well, good. I'm happy for you then. Um, because, because, I mean, what are you trying to be? Some sort of decent person who, you know, believes in people have body autonomy and deserve the right to privacy? How dare you? It's not the American way. <laughs> While I don't disagree with that statement, I'm not trying to be it. I hope that I am it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's also yes. Um, and again. Yeah, stop trying to be cute, fucker. We'll finish this in time. I know, I know. <laughs> Again. Okay. This is also the time where they started accusing men of wanting to be women just for growing their hair out and being long-haired, freaky, hippie yeah. people. You know, like, it's it's extremely gentle for the time. I hear those long-haired, freaky people need not apply either. So, <laughs> Well, that's why you bun your hair up in a hat and you go in and you ask them why. <laughs> I'm not singing the rest of that song because I fucking hate that song with a birdie passion. <laughs> but you look like a fine, outstanding young man. I think you'll do. <laughs> I ripped and off my I ripped off my sat, hat. And said, imagine, imagine that. that. Me working for you. <laughs> signs, signs everywhere. There's signs. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking up you, this you, review and wrecking my mind. You motherfucker. I hate you so much. <laughs> Fucking hate that song. And now it's going to be in there for a long time until I somehow get it out. You're welcome. <laughs> Dick. All right. Um... Let's see here. There's probably other things I wanted to talk about. So we cannot reference man, I, that movie ever. I don't want those what? memes in our group ever. I know. Oh, we cannot, dude. You cannot. I'm taking cannot. all of that out. Please do. I don't. I don't know, man. It's, it was a misstep for that movie. That movie did not age well, and that's a pretty recent fucking movie. I remember um, bitching about it at the time, and everybody telling me to chill the fuck out. Is all I'm saying. <sighs> I don't remember. I don't know, man. Uh, well, no, I didn't live in town then. So, I, yeah, I'd never heard you bitching about it because I didn't live in town. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your excuse is I was out of town when that shit went down. I would. I, I, I don't know if I would have told you to take it easy, though, because it, in my defense, and not because it's I'm I'm so I was so woke back then or anything. But I, I just I didn't like the movie. It didn't look funny to me. And I hated I, I just disliked so I I don't dislike him as a person, but I just don't find a lot of his shit funny. So, I, 
you would have been probably railing on it. People would have told you to calm down. I probably just would have stayed quiet about it. Been like, yeah, the court's probably right. It's probably it's probably terrible. <laughs> I meant specifically the shit, but let's move on. I, I, I still would have backed you up on that too. Just someone been like, yeah, no, court's probably right. It's gonna be shit. All right, enough revisionist history. Let's move on. It can't even be revisionist history because I wasn't here. Yeah, I was out of town when uh, that shit happened. That was I was out of town. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Wow, too far. Let's move on. Too far. Too far. How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, so other stuff happened. I want you to know what the song's going to be All right. uh, that's going to completely end it out, so I'm going to just play it real for you for you real quick because you should recognize it right away. All right. Huh? <laughs> yeah, love it. Also 1967, so that, that works perfectly for the really, really fucking bullshit self-indulgent Perfect. conceit I came up with. <laughs> you can stop. Perfect any, life. You can stop anytime you want. All right, I am done.